What's going on, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everybody doing on this wonderful Friday? Well, hopefully it's wonderful for you because in a couple hours, I will be getting, hopefully, my last steroid infusion. If not, I might have to get one tomorrow and Sunday. But hopefully everything goes good today and I won't have to endure any more of this for a while. Now, at this point, other than a bunch of pain and crazy side effects, not much is making me feel any better. But I do know one thing that might make me feel better, some more of this amazing story. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. What well do you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and be ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. Her first impression was that, in many ways, his mansion resembled the estate Bane had set up on Seutric IV. It was less a home than a temple of elegance and luxury, in which no expense had been spared. A chandelier fashioned from Delonian crystal dominated the entrance, reflecting the light from Xana's glow stick with soft turquoise hues. The halls were lined with marble tiles, and several of the rooms Xana inspected contained were Rhodian carpets, each one woven over several generations by a succession of master artisans. The massive dining room could easily seat 20 guests at a table made from crimson grillwood. The desk in Set's study was even more extravagant. She recognized it as the work of the master crafts beings of Alderaan, hand-carved from rare green oak. But the furniture paled when compared with the rare and expensive works of art that accentuated each room. Set had a penchant for bold, striking pieces, and Xana was almost certain every one was an original work. She recognized statues carved by Jude Cabas, the renowned Duro sculptor, landscapes from Unaletu, Antar IV's most famous painter, and several portraits that bore the unmistakable style of Fentique, the brilliant Mune Master. Clearly, the owner was someone who preferred the finer things in life. Bane's estate on Seutric was supposed to give the same impression to visitors. All the extravagant art and opulent furniture was part of a facade, key to maintaining the disguise of a successful galactic entrepreneur. In Set's case, however, she wasn't sure the lavish decor was an act. There was a vibrancy here. Things felt real, alive. The more she looked around, the more Xana began to believe that the Dark Jedi wasn't just playing a part. His home was a true reflection of his personality. Set obviously enjoyed spending his fortune on material goods. He craved the attention and envy it inspired in others. The thought gave Xana pause. Bane had taught her that wealth was only a means to a greater end. Credits were nothing but a tool. Amassing a vast fortune was nothing but a necessary step on the path to true power. Materialism, an attachment to physical goods beyond their practical value, was a trap. A chain to ensnare the foolish with their own greed. Apparently, Set had yet to learn this lesson. That is why he needs a master. He needs someone to teach him the truth about the dark side. Continuing her tour, Xana mounted a large spiral staircase leading up to the second floor. Running her hand absently across the fine finish of the railing on the balcony overlooking the sitting room below, she made her way to the rear of the mansion. There, she came across Set's library. Hundreds of books lined the walls, but most were novels written purely for entertainment. Works she wouldn't consider worthy of reading herself. One shelf did give her hope, however. 
a collection of technical manuals and guides authored by experts in more than two dozen widely varied fields. Assuming Seth had actually read and studied them all, he was a man of broad knowledge and numerous talents. At the back of the library was a nondescript door. Beyond it, Xana could sense the power of the dark side. It called out to her, like the vibrations of a churning engine thrumming through the floor. Approaching carefully, she felt the power grow. It wasn't coming from any person or creature. She knew the sensation of a living being attuned to the Force. This was different. It reminded her of the invisible pulses of energy she had felt emanating from the Force crystals she had used to construct her lightsaber. She tested the door and was surprised when it opened easily. Obviously, Set was confident in his privacy. But then he no doubt had never suspected that a Sith might come to visit. Stepping into the room, she found it small and plain next to the rest of the mansion. There were no works of art, and the only furnishing was a display case set against the back wall a few meters away. By the light of her glow lamp, she could see an array of jewelry, carefully arranged in the display case. Rings, necklaces, amulets, and even crowns, all imbued with the power of the dark side. Xana had seen collections like this before. Ten years ago, Hetan, a Force-sensitive Serenian noble obsessed with the dark side, had shown her a similar trove of Sith artifacts, an offering he had hoped would convince Xana to take him on as her apprentice despite his advanced age. Unfortunately for Hetan, his baubles and trinkets hadn't been able to save him or his trained guards when they confronted Xana's own master. Bane had shown Hetan the true power of the dark side, a lesson that had cost the old man his life. Bane also collected the treasures of the ancient Sith, but he preferred the wisdom contained in the ancient texts. Xana knew he looked on the rings, amulets, and other paraphernalia with disdain. The spark of the dark side that burned within them was like a single drop of rain, falling into the ocean of power he already commanded. He saw no need to augment his abilities with gaudy jewelry fashioned centuries ago by ancient Sith sorcerers. Her master believed true strength must come from within, and he had ingrained this belief in his apprentice. Apparently that was another lesson she would have to teach Set Hearth, assuming he proved himself worthy of being her apprentice. Xana froze as she felt a sudden presence within the mansion. Reaching out with the Force, she confirmed her suspicions. Set had returned from his party, and he was alone. Extinguishing her glow rod, she moved in perfect darkness back toward the main entrance, letting the Force guide her path. Slipping silently to the railing overlooking the large sitting room at the foot of the stairs, she spotted her quarry almost directly below her. By the light of the lamp on a nearby end table, she could see him lounging on an exquisite leather couch, a bottle of fine Solaston wine in one hand and a half-filled glass in the other. He was still dressed in the clothes he had worn to the party, a turquoise blue shirt of fine Dramassian silk, tailored black slacks, and knee-high boots polished to perfection. The collar of his shirt was unbuttoned, and its long, loose-fitting sleeves hung from his wrists, billowing softly as he gently swirled the wine to release its full body between each sip. She made no attempt to mask her own presence. She was curious to see if Set would sense her through the Force the same way she had sensed him on his arrival. Much to her dismay, he seemed completely oblivious, lost in the comforts of his home and the enjoyment of his drink. 
Xana leapt over the railing and fell five meters to the floor below, landing behind him silent, save for the soft rustle of her black cape. Set shifted at the noise, twisting in his seat to fix his bleary gaze on the intruder. Greetings, he said with a smile, seemingly unsurprised by her arrival. I don't believe we've had the pleasure. My name is Set Hearth. He raised his drink and tilted his head as if toasting her arrival. I know who you are, Xana replied coldly. Set carefully placed the wine bottle in his glass on the nearby end table, then turned back to Xana and patted the cushion beside him. Why don't you make yourself comfortable? Plenty of room for both of us. I prefer to stand. <laughs> I really don't know why I like this part so much. Nothing really happened that made it good. Maybe it's the anticipation I have for what's to come. It is building up on the suspense for the oncoming action. Xana and Set are going to come to blows. I know they are because of who they are. Xana won't back down from a fight, and Set is very suave but cocky, and I can tell that he thinks that she is there for another reason. He is allowing his ego to cloud his judgment, and that's going to cause him some problems. He is going to be in for a big surprise, because Xana is all about business, and that's where this episode came to an end. I'm really excited to hear the next part, but I will have to endure until next Monday. So join us then for the next part of Bane, Dynasty of Evil. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>